to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather. I'm your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And Will. Hi. How are you, guys? Howdy. Doing good. I'm all right. You're all right? I'm good. Are you cold? No, I'm I'm feeling very comfortable here so today. So you're also... so. I'm hungry. It looks like you just went for a run. Uh, what? You're hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, okay. Salad would have been nice. <laughs> oh, God. But it's fine. So I'm going to take... I offered you part of my salad. You didn't offer me any of your salad. I did. Wind before you know, he started eating yeah, it. Like, before, like I was sitting here and I was like, "Do you want some of this?" I wasn't listening to you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking it by how you're dressed. That you also were hot last week and sweated a bit. And that's no. why you're in a t-shirt. So and the reason the reason why I'm thirty. De- it's like thirty <laughs> degrees outside. Snowing outside, but it's not thirty degrees in here today. It's colder than comfortable. In here, so I don't know what it is. So I, I was it, just. It, Will's got a big Carhartt jacket I've got on. A plant. Like, <laughs> you do South Charleston Union Carbide you plant. Th- Carhartt. You have your thermies on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get those thermies. I'm staying warm. No, I'm today. not. I'm, I'm not. I am. I feel very comfortable today. Uh, and so yeah, I was like, now I'm gonna wear shorts. I was looking for my sandals, but I couldn't. I couldn't find the other one. I don't know what I did with the, my other sandal. Mm. You're a mess. I am. You are. So, um. How are you? Oh, Ariasa, how are you? I'm um, still great. You're still great. Actually, Wonderful. Still okay. You're so <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm great. I forgot how I answered. Good grief. Okay. So, we'll, I guess we'll, you know, since y'all don't have anything else Where'd to talk about. Where did you get about, that Mark journal? Um, I bought it at Lafayette before they went out of business. Really? You know what's crazy? So, we give out those journals to everybody in our church, and they're just like plain black. Yeah. This one and is yours has fish all over it, like yeah. a golden fish. You know what I like? What? She matches her Bible today. I do. I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, look at you. Mustard. It was oh, like a, it was I was like thinking the journal. I was like, she doesn't. The journal's a different color. <laughs> it matches my socks, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's well planned. It's hurt my hip moving my legs like that. <laughs> yeah. Just sit still. Yeah. Makes, makes recording podcasts you know, easier. So I did get one of the marked journals from church because um, usually in you these- You took one in addition to yours? That's selfish. You didn't oh, need one. We have a lot of people I'm who sorry. didn't get one. I'm sorry. There were a- like, uh, We've, we've run the out. Back. There were people asking for the word of God yesterday at church. And a couple of people who didn't know Jesus. They just yeah. kind of wandered like, do you have the gospel of Mark? Yeah, and I was like, we have nothing. <laughs> we have no more left. Heather I'm sorry. took the last one. Today. I actually, I did get one yesterday. It was yesterday when I got it. You said you get one of those every time one. you go. <laughs> you like selling those on the black market I or am. something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I like, so I, I like the Bible journal, but for me, I like to paint and create. Yeah, like that goes with this the the scripture, right? And um, so it's hard for me to take notes. I, in Ruth, I was able to take notes in the back so that I could go back and like paint right. and journal in the front. And you know, I'm teaching drawing lessons to my son. Wait, is, is that is that, is that from a Bible lesson? Yeah, that's a giraffe. I don't remember the giraffe in in. Well, so the drawings and the painting. This, have about, been this was a leprosy. I thought lesson. that was a dog. I thought it was about. No, no, it's I, this I past was, Sundays. I was really trying to draw, draw yeah. a giraffe, but I was trying oh, to draw okay. it from from memory from a video I watched on Facebook. That looks it's more whiskers? like a dog than a giraffe. Giraffe's a whisker. It looks like a cat, I think. Yeah, yeah, it does, kind of. Um, but that's a bird. Or cat dog. That's it looks like a, it's a very it looks like a bird. creature from a Dr. Seuss book. It's like well, not an actual animal; it's just made up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's why I got the other Mark journal so that I could paint and create in it to draw giraffes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get your notebook. If you yeah, want. I'm sure that poor soul that couldn't get a, the word of God will understand that you needed somewhere to draw oh, you know what? animals. I'm gonna bring her a doodle pad next week. Yeah. So. Please, yeah. please do so. I Benjamin actually got to work. He's like, "Why didn't you bring the notebook?" 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm just playing. You can have a marked journal every I'm time take you come one to every church. Time now. Yeah. That's fine. We'll mail them out to people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, wanted to talk to you all about yesterday's sermon. Jeremy, I haven't got to hear yours. Hey, wait. Well, before we get ever. into that, you, never said, ever. you said mailing stuff out and it made me think of Brandy. Cause I, my friend Brandy? Yeah. I, I thought she was my friend, too. No, but maybe just your friend. Mine, I don't I know. Think. But I mailed her a book. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. But she posted on your Facebook timeline the exact scene um, from Billy Madison that we talked about last episode. So she really loves Billy Madison? I do, too. Um, I was her secret sister a couple of times um, in church a few years ago. How do you know And, that? like, we mean... How do I know? It feels secret. Well, I drew her name. She didn't know that. Well, I mean, she probably... Well, she's going to know now. She's well, she knew it because oh, okay. you reveal yourself at the oh, end. Okay. But, like, um, right before back to school, I, um, like, copied down the whole back to school, back to school, <laughs> just to yeah. prove to dad I'm not a fool. Like, I wrote that in a whole card. Yeah. Hope I don't for, get in a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, she listens to the podcast quite a bit. Um, so, I'm going to assume that that is why she shared that video or that meme on my timeline. I hope she didn't. I hope she didn't um, hear that episode of us referencing that and she just naturally. Well, you know, about I think Amanda that, did. Amanda didn't hear the one where we talked about Billy Madison. So, I think she listened to the one where we actually talked about the list and I name dropped. Yeah. I think last week's episode was when you talked about Billy that. Madison. Yeah. yeah. So, she may not have. I mean, she yeah. may. She's on the list now too. So. Props either way. Brandy. She's on Good the job. list now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was funny, and, and people were like la- liking it and laughing and hearting it, and they, you know, they haven't listened to the podcast, and they're just like, "Heather's crazy," and this is what she does. <laughs> she put, like, I love yep. that you said, "You know, they haven't listened to the podcast." <laughs> you know, so they haven't. We know who <laughs> listens. There's only seven of you. That's yeah. it. Yep. It's true. Two are my friends. The rest are no. I'm kidding. The rest are on the list. No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Um, so yesterday's sermon, Mark chapter seven, um, we talked about, uh, the Syrophoenician woman's faith. Did I say that right? You did. Now you butchered it. I've no, been, she I said was, it right. I she said practicing. faith. The other word was way off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other, yeah. Faith. You said that perfectly. It was perfect. Oh, you're talking about are the so other fun, fun, fun. <laughs> All right. So, um, before the podcast started, we were kind of talking about um, how this was probably a sermon that a lot of people leaned into because um, they were surprised by some things. Um, for me, it was um, I learned some things or I saw some things and learned some things that I didn't see before. Um, so really interesting. So um, do one of you all want to kind of like recap what the Jeremy, you can since I didn't hear your sermon. This can be like a mini sermon. I won't give even that. I was going to say so. There's a woman, a Gentile, who comes. Yeah, 45 seconds. Who comes to get some healing for her daughter. And uh, what happens is the disciples say, Get out of here, you Gentile. You, you dirty Gentile. Get out of here. We don't have time for you. And Jesus. Um, Scram, you dog. And they're like, Jesus, tell her, yeah, tell her to get out of here. Tell, so, her, tell her she's a dog. Get, <laughs> and Do he, it, Jesus. And then tell he's like, all right, all right, all right. So first he's silent. Then he's like, Hey, I'm here for Israel. And then he's like, Hey, you're a dog. It's crazy. Oh! And then the disciples, that's exactly how the disciples responded. Yes! Like, you Take did it! No, he did it! No, he did not! Like that. And then the woman's like, yeah, yeah but, I am. But dogs even get the scraps. Yeah. Jesus is like, all right, fine. You know what? Willy Wonka moment, you're healed. You got it! You got it! And the you disciples passed the are test. Yeah. Your daughter's healed. Happy day. Joy. The disciples are over there like, what just happened? Yeah. 
And also pastors trying to preach that story were and, like, what? And, that, and now the Syrophoenician preach that? And now the Syrophoenician woman and Jesus are both like, oh, right, yeah. disciples, you got served. <laughs> exactly, yes. This is the, J and Will, the Jeremy and Will version Bible. This is, this yeah, is. That was, it was ad-libbed a little bit. We took some, I call it creative freedom. Very oh, okay. bad some translation. Like yeah. if the... Uh, if, if the if the chosen were to do this, no, they would not do it like that. Oh goodness! I don't know. It would. Kind it of might be, be similar. It might. Yeah. yeah. We should make our own chosen. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. And it's just us. We just. It's like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. They play all the characters right, yes. in the show. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Okay. I want to be the sour finish. So, <laughs> stop. Okay, so um, the two big things I think um, that we were talking about earlier that um, were kind of like whoa moments were were um, one um, Jesus t- tells the woman when she comes that the the it's only you know he only came for the <laughs> I can't yeah he even, says I only I came only came for the the lost of Israel thank yeah. you Israel I was yeah. going to say Egypt but um, you know it's right there in my Bible Israel. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, he calls her a dog, too. So, um, oh, Such an interesting passage. I love passages like this. Yeah, One no, where you really read good. and you're like, how, what, what? what? How so, Jamie, you said you've gotten a lot of uh, texts and, and yeah. comments from people just wanting to unpack this and uh, people who have um, other questions and stuff like that. So um, I want to kind of go ahead and get into um, the questions that we have, if you are okay with that. So, sure. um, So because we see this woman... Um, is a Gentile. Um, she's from a different nationality, different place. Um, so this is pretty much racism in the Bible. Yeah. So um, racism in Scripture and Bible, is it nature or nurture? Oh, well, this is like a long-standing debate. Uh, I know with Will and people that are close <laughs> to him. It's true, right? Like whether or not racism is taught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've argued this with people because... I've heard a lot of people say racism <clears throat> racism is taught um and they'll point to the fact that like kids are colorblind or what have you. Um like my my kid is friends with other kids of different races. Yeah, you see and, memes and videos <clears throat> all the time. Right. Along. So it's like, oh, they're so pure. Well, the the biblical view of children is that they're little pagans right. and you have to <laughs> they are naturally inclined to to be hellions and to be depraved sinners and you have to teach them to run to the goodness of God. And so <clears throat> the the idea that they're pure and then they're somehow corrupted by nurture, I think it, when you look at it theologically, I think it falls short. Well, I think it's in their nature to naturally yeah. be like, I mean, if it's not skin color, it's something else, right? right? It's like, I, I remember kids. Four in, eyes. Yeah, I remember yeah, kids in school getting made fun me. of because yeah. you wear glasses or because uh, your, your hair actually, is different yeah. or your clothes are different. Or Braces. You, yeah, there's, you wear I mean, Champion and I wear Nike yeah. or whatever. Kids find differences. That's a sore spot for it, him. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, it is. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's not get into that. It just hurt my feelings. So, But it's funny because like the argument of, like, it, no, it's taught, not, not nature, is... I mean, at some point, it's like the chicken and egg thing. Someone yeah. had to be corrupted at some point, right? right. Like a child, <laughs> at some point, had to do this, right? You know. So, it, and yeah, and, but, and it can be taught. I'm not denying oh, it that absolutely it, that so, it is taught. So there are racist parents that feed sure, into this, sure. but but I think even the most pure parents, um, I because I, I I believe that if I don't teach my children um, against racism, then racist tendencies can creep into their minds because because they're we live in a fallen world. So so it's not centers. even it's not even taught okay, so even um 
even like my kids, right? They're you have to teach them against um, against even culture. Uh, they they see certain things on TV and on media. Yeah, so I, I'll give you a really perfect example. And my son didn't mean anything by this. He made a comment that um, pilots are white, mm-hmm. and he says, and he says, Mar- can Marcus be a pilot? I said, well, why couldn't he be? It's my it's his uncle. He goes because he has dark skin, and pilots have white skin. I said, why would you think that? He said, well, every Every time I see a pilot, every, every they have, pilot I've ever right. seen, is and, white. And, yeah. and so he he's watching something, and, and and so what he sees, he's making these assumptions about the reality around him that are given to him. Now, my son's never been on a, on a plane. The yeah. only right. place he's ever seen that is TV shows, TV, right? Yeah. Now, there was maybe no intent in that, right. but because of his depraved heart, he takes this and mm-hmm. he twi- and he makes assumptions that just aren't true. And if that's not dealt with, that can grow um, dangerously. Yeah. And good. so I think I think it's it's the, and again that was a that I'm, Maddox I don't, I'm not saying is poor little boy is not racist but you can see yeah, where that can maybe end up. a little bit you can see where he that might, can end up it <laughs> might be a little bit racist <laughs> it's the, what's what's we what might is, need to talk to him what, what is oh what's mild, the comedian it's mild, mild racism, racism. <laughs> Louis C.K. Oh, calls that it's mild racism mild racism oh, yeah so but I love that like I love that he's a like I wanted him to like bring this up and and even. But even seeing like where that could grow if it's not dealt with, and you can, it's, it happens fast. It happens real fast. It does. That's good. That's a really good point. Well, I, I, a lot of that is shaped by my own experience because I, I came up with, um, I grew up raised by two great parents sure. that that are not, they don't have a racist bone in their body, and um, and, and I, but I came up in Lincoln County, right, and so I didn't, I was not in a position to have a conversation with a, a person of color until yeah. I was in college. And then I went to a historically black college at West Virginia State University. And so then I find myself on campus with um, with a lot of people of color. And it was when uh, Obama was running. And, um, and so I was just like in culture shock coming out of Lincoln County, never talked to a black person before, and here I am. And I had to come to grips with the fact that just because I didn't have hatred in my heart toward black people didn't mean that I didn't have some prejudices that I needed to yeah, deal with. Right? So, so I always think, because we have like opposite upbringings in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we are. Not, we have very but, but not not enough. So like we both come from very, very tiny little towns, mm-hmm. which is something like I, I come from a – you know, I grew up on a town on the water, but it was—it's probably the same size as Lincoln County. The what? You grew up on the what? On the water, but so the so water. yeah, water. Water. The, the water. <laughs> they did so, real fishing. We did real fishing. It was saltwater fishing. Saltwater so, fishing. But one something that was so fascinating is that like it when I remember learning that like the, the black population made up was a minority, uh, and I was thinking yeah like forty percent. I, I remember thinking this forty percent, given where I lived. Um, so I thought it was a minority, but not that small of a minority, mm-hmm. um, not 12, 13, 14 percent mm-hmm. of the nation. Right. And so what's fa- so fascinating is that I grew up in a, in a very diverse area in Virginia. Um, there, was a, there was a large amount of, uh, of, of, of uh, black students, and, and we had a large, even a large amount of Hispanic students that, that would come seasonally. Um, and, but what I thought was so fascinating is when we go into the lunchroom, no one ever taught us this. Nobody. Mm-hmm. The me, my, one of my best friends, Chris Phillips. We would walk into that room, and he would go sit with the black students, and I would go sit with the white students. And there was never a conversation like, "Hey, this is going to be weird. I can't sit with you." It was just right. that's just what you did. And and like, and I, I look back at it, and I'm like, man, that's so strange. I sat with people who I was not as close with. You and Chris could have 
change that culture. It, we could have made a but, statement, but, but the, even but even that to even say like that we thought that there needed to be a change. Right. Like, that yeah. never even crossed our brain. Yeah. Um. It, now I remember one couple. Um. Who there was this like interracial dating, and it was even then it was it was kind of like whoa taboo. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I had we talked about. I know you talked about your school bus driver. Uh, Richard. Richard. What a man. I didn't talk about Miss Burrell, but Miss Burrell is a legend. Too. She was. She was my bus driver, and I had a huge crush on her daughter, Lenise. But, <laughs> I thought you were going to say on her. <laughs> oh no, no, on Lenise and Monique, both of them. Oh, um, man. So, so, but, but it was one of those things where I, I, I knew, like, it was, it was taboo to, to, yeah. to mm-hmm. date. Yeah. Um. And so, anyway, it's just fascinating to me because. Where where you where you saw racism because maybe even an absence. I think it was where there was diversity. I was, I was I probably would have told you then that there wasn't, but the further I get away from it, I'm like, man, it was so embedded into the culture. You just you just didn't yeah you couldn't see it. It was yeah. so weird. Um. Okay. So so just to kind of give it back. Um. You know, in case nobody anybody who's listening hasn't read Mark chapter seven yet, and you know if they weren't in person um, or didn't hear yesterday's sermon. So, what was the point of Jesus calling this um, lady a dog? Yeah, I think I think he calls her a dog because it was a test. So I think yeah, I think I think there's two ways to look. I do th- I agree with the test aspect. I, I, absolutely, I think that there are two ways to look at it. I think either it was playful, but we don't know tone, and he's and he's making a point. Right. I think either way, he's making a point to both of them. He does uh, use a, di- a slightly different word. It's the same root. Um, Greek kuon is like the derogatory term for like a wild dog yeah. that people would that, – that Jews would typically shout at Gentiles. But I don't think this would make it f- us feel any better. No, because, it, because no, it's a root. It's the same, it's the same Greek root. Right. It's kunarion, which means little dog or puppy or, or like household pet. But, but but he's still it's still a dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he, he, what what I love is that it it exposes any time we get that feeling of oh how dare Jesus and if I was in that position knowing how we would not respond mm-hmm. you you quickly see that your heart um, lacks humility yeah. to think that the the all you know it's funny we we no one has any issues with being like yeah you are a sinner we're mm-hmm. like yeah of course call me a dog and we're gonna throw down right. Right? it's gonna yeah. be fisticuffs right. and so like. I think it's I think it's interesting how um, we see and what's exposed is this great humility of this woman going. I know what I am before you. Right. Uh, I know that, and her accepting that, mm-hmm. and then her being exalted once once she realized her weakness. Right. Um, and this is what the disciples need to hear. And honestly, man, it's what every Christian needs to hear. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think Jesus is is grabbing hold of this moment. I think primarily to teach the disciples a lesson. Yeah. Um, I think he's teaching them about two things. Number one, their racism, and number two, their religious hypocrisy. Um, so I think both those things are in play in him kind of leading that conversation on in an uncomfortable way for us, but that exposes the fact um, that there were some errors in their heart. But I think the test is also not just for the disciples. I think it's for the woman's faith as well, and she, she passes the test. She, yeah. she remains persistent and humble. And, and worshipful. So uh, with that explanation, um, I'll kind of lead into the next questions that um, I have. Um, so what is Christian nationalism? Yeah, so so what, what, it's so interesting because I think that we see racism all throughout Scripture, right? We see the Jews have that are racist against the Gentiles. We see it with Moses and his wife. Um, yeah. You know, we see it 
uh, we see the hearts of just the Jews play out, and we see it, of course, even in, in the New Testament, which I thought, I don't know if you mentioned this in, in, the, uh, in your sermon, but Peter holds on to this racism. Did you talk about that? I didn't. I thought it would be good to it. bring up on the podcast, yeah. though, because Peter doesn't learn he <laughs> in doesn't. here. Like in, in, he, should, he should see the compassion on um, this Syrophoenician woman. He should see the compassion on Jesus feeding 4,000 Gentiles later. Yeah. Um, but then we get into the book of Acts, and Paul has to like sit Peter down and tell him, tell him he's you know out of whack because Peter's unwilling to have a meal with Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So I mean yeah. he's still holding on to that racism. So so what happens I think oftentimes now what makes Israel different is that this was a, a ethnic a, a nation that was made up of the same ethnicity for the most right. part, right? When you it, was, get, it, it could be argued it was more nationalism than racism. Right, right. I think what makes it a little more difficult is when you get. And you see this throughout history, where where you people lose the global scope of of the gospel, and it becomes we are something special. Like it, I, I care more about my you fill in the na- the, the nationality brother, and right. I care less about right. the Arab. Right. Um, and and I think you see that you see by the way you see that all throughout the Middle Ages. You see it throughout. Um, you see it today, yeah. especially in a more diverse area, where we can say, yeah, I care about my my uh you know my you know black american uh, friend my whatever my hispanic american friend as long as they're american but once you go beyond once you get to like yeah. the syrians and the mexicans or the those from honduras right. then it becomes yeah well you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and then enemies of of our nation somehow yes. are automatically enemies of god right and you know, um yeah yeah and and you know and it's probably another podcast episode to talk about like uh Foreign policy and and, and w- rules of engagement well, for war and whatnot. Is, but yeah. um, so there are times, you know, I'm not a pacifist, so I think there are times where war what? is necessary. Um, but but like, you know, I, we talked, I think, on one podcast about politics before, and, and yeah. talking about a, a candidate, you know, who's a who's a Christian, an evangelical Christian, who said that his policy was he wanted to carpet bomb the Middle East until the sand was glowing and and i'm just like thinking about that and i'm like man it's hard for me as a christian to to be like yeah 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 i agree with that so so what's so (laughs) fascinating is that there is a so there are the christian faith is transcends politics or nationalism it does and and something that is so you know there's another religion that does that too it's islam right Mm -hmm. now um there is there is a and I think a lot of Muslims, it's actually so much core to their faith, is that there is this bond between Muslims that supersedes, that, that is greater than their national bond. Right. Um, there, there's some variations with that. So that, that's maybe an oversimplification. But I think it's something that I, I don't know why for Christians it's not been a thing of, a, a point of. Right. Um, now, I know it, I know it's a core doctrinal tenet with Muslims, but it, it I think it's embedded in, in Scripture that we are bre- we're supposed to love each other, support each other, and and yeah, we're citizens yeah. of Jesus' kingdom. Yeah. first uh, before we are citizens of our of our nations, That's and good, so yeah. the priority of our citizenship should be heavenly. And uh, I think when when. Heather, when you ask about Christian nationalism, um, that's a word that's thrown around loosely. I think it's it's always helpful to define terms. So, sure. so I think most people, when they use the phrase Christian nationalism, are referring to the idolatry of putting nation over the gospel yeah. or over yeah. faith. So it's it's people who would identify as Christians but uh, over prioritize um, allegiance to their nation 
rather than the gospel. So, and that that yeah. kind of leads us into the next question. So, if you are anti-Christian nationalism, why why is that equated to anti-patriotism? <laughs> well, I think that's I think it's I think that's by people who misunderstand nationalism. Yeah, I don't think it should be. No. So, yeah. I think um, so. I think you you can be very patriotic and be within the will of God, and you can also oppose people who place. America above Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, the storming of the Capitol was done in Jesus' name. And, and any condemnation of that can be seen as, well, you're not a patriot. Yeah. And that's not the case. And so, um, so those can be dicey things because it's, it's hard because there's mega assumptions that go into when you're using the word Christian nationalism or patriotism, what you mean by those things. Um, so I, I think something that's interesting. So, like, we are to pray for our leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's some, whether whatever party they they are, we're supposed to pray for them. Um, and I think sometimes, I, and and maybe I'm wrong, but I think sometimes the the, the nationalism is kind of spurred by a kind of American dispensationalism, like America sees themselves in Scripture as like this yeah. something that's right. very very special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I want people to remember that the Lebanese people, Christians, are to pray for their leaders too. Right. And and it's not because they should, you know exalt their government over than over than the body of Christ um, and I and, and I, sometimes I think we, p- Americans we, we get that idea of, okay we're supposed to pray for our leaders we're very important you know we, we need to be this something that I, I don't think we could ever be which is the this, this savior for the world and something that should tie all Christians together is we have a king that is that is greater than the political king um, and something I think is interesting is that all Christians everywhere the governments that you're wanting to to, to bomb even, that those Christians are praying for their leaders and their government, right. yeah. and right. that, that should be like I don't know that 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 should be somewhat humbling, right? right. That like my yeah, Syrian brothers and sisters are they're praying for their government leaders and like some some humility and uh, some com- compassion for them and yeah. empathy. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and it's almost uh, this is, this is going to sound like a little bit post millennial, but um, but it's almost as if like Jesus's kingdom is established in every kingdom in the world. So like he has infiltrated all earthly kingdoms. Ooh. With yeah, his, that's good. With his chosen, and so Jesus's. It could be amillennial too. Yeah, <laughs> but Jesus's citizens are in are in the nations of the world, and yeah. and we we are to be uh, prioritizing him as king, and so in that that is that is um, that is how the church marches on, and so it's yeah. a beautiful it's a beautiful picture, and it's just helpful to kind of frame everything in. Now I think now I would say I, I am someone who I'm I'm a patriotic individual. Because I like the values that the the uh, the founding uh, the, fa- the 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 philosophy that the government was built on, mm-hmm. right? So when it comes to um, like I'm I like I like natural law. I like uh, these these freedom these rights that are God given. I agree with these things, and so um, and so. Anyways, I, I I like those that philosophical foundation. So I'm I, I'm patriotic now. If I was in a communist nation, I would you know, maybe I would pray for my leader still, but maybe I wouldn't be proud of the values that, that right. they're built on. Right. Um, so I think I think I don't know. I, I so I think you can be patriotic, but that's not the same thing as like jingoism or, or uh, yeah. some some sort of crazy allegiance to to state over. Right. That's God. good. Man, my stomach is. I don't know if, it, if the mic's picking this up, but like. I hear him. Like my stomach's wrong. I haven't eaten yet. Because you didn't get a. I didn't get a salad. Nobody gave you my a salad. My stomach is. <laughs> what's this? You uh, get a Dundee. Well, I can't eat that. Was this covered in chocolate? It's an award. No, I, I, I would love to. Have, it's because I haven't eaten something, or because I'm gassy. I don't know. One of the two. Oh, okay. It, this could just be like a pre-show to what's. Are you the throwing a later. pity party? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Because I didn't bring you food. 
What's that? Doesn't he always? He always. Doesn't he always? He always does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I think this is a really important talk, topic. I mean, we've seen so much going on in our nation. Um, gosh, the last few months, yeah. um, you know, the last few weeks. Um, today, as we record, it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, birthday and holiday that we celebrate. Um, we have the inauguration. Can, It'll happen in two days. Yeah, I, I want to I mention something. Just because whether it's Martin Luther King Day or whether it's – I know the political environment has been crazy the past couple weeks. Um, I want to know what you all think because there's a – okay. I, I, it's very easy to lump – to make general statements, sweeping statements that sometimes are hurtful and that aren't fair. Everyone does that. Yeah. Um, when it comes to patriotism, Christian nationalism, um, when is it okay to – to protest like as as someone who's patriotic or someone who is who is even praying for their leaders should we ever protest if if that's the case if, if that's the case and when should we yeah i think protesting is is great <laughs> i think protesting is a great thing um because there are things worth protesting um and there you know there are you know i think peaceful protest is is what ought to be prioritized sure. but what i don't like is the polarizing of views it's, so it's like so i condemned um uh, the storming of the Capitol, and then some some folks were like, "You didn't condemn the Black Lives Matter protests," you know. It's like, yeah. okay, um, I did to a lot of people I talked to, you know, but I didn't write a blog about it. So, yeah. but it's like, um, so we stand on what the Bible says, which is which is not violence, uh, you know, it's not the murder of people or the destruction of property. Right. But I think peaceful protest um, is good because you stand up for justice, yeah. um, and and you know from. We were talking before we started recording from the protest of the reformers like Martin Luther to yeah. the protest of the civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King. Um, those are those are noble protests that, that stand up for justice and stand up for uh, people being treated rightly in the eyes of God. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think that when it comes to um, what I think is I think sometimes is hurtful for people is like we take the 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 capital protest and or the black lives matter take either one i think one of the things that becomes uh bothersome to people and you you mentioned the polarization and that that uh, you couldn't get more right, on the right. head with that is obviously most of the people there at both of these protests are peaceful peaceful right and i have no problem with the majority of those crowds yeah, the, in both in both scenarios absolutely yeah. the, it, right it's 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 the it's both sides being destructive and going really beyond the few crazies yeah. that are there right yeah and, and it really it's solely it's solely both and whether you agree with the movements or not is, is relevant the, the right. point of is like i think that it is good and it is patriotic and it's and i think it's okay to protest absolutely do it yeah. biblically yeah yeah that's good Jeremy. Um, so the last question that I have, unless, um, you know, we can discuss it and then we'll kind of wrap up with any other thoughts you all may have. Um, you know, we are seeing a lot more Christian nationalism right now. We just talked about it um, with everything going on. Um, as Christians, what are ways that we should and could respond to this, to Christian nationalism? Huh. I think, I think a re, okay, so I, th I let me, I'm going to sympathize with Christian nationalists for just a second, because I think you have to in order to be able to reach people, right? So I think the the I think for a lot of Christian nationalists, I think a lot of it is they see a traditional, um, a a they see an erosion yes. of the moral fabric of the country, right? When, when we th this this doesn't happen in a vacuum. This happens when there's years of of right. things. E even like okay, we're going to question like 
biological sexes. You know, mm-hmm. are, are there men? Are there women? Are there not? Like you think of what a lot of these people. You know, they may send their kids to government school. Maybe what, what they're getting. They're going. Wait a minute. Now, now we have to think less of uh, um, our found. You know, our, our founding fathers. You know, now like you know some some. I think some. Some idolatry there, maybe being pulled down a little bit. You know, right. when we exalt men a little too much, and I mm-hmm. think some of that is being exposed. Some of it, some of it, I understand. Some of it, I don't. Um, but I think there's a, a some sympathy that that needs to be offered because a lot of something that's important to people is is being oftentimes attacked, and they're being marginalized because if and this is, I, I kind of feel this for 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 Trump supporters in the same way that I feel this way for um, you know. I felt for Obama supporters, but it was if you're if you if you like this guy, then you're a racist, then you're this yeah. horrible individual, right. and that's un, that's incredibly unfair, it's deeply yeah. unfair and untrue. Right. So I I think that I think in order to turn down the temperature, um, I think I think listening and but also in the same way I think we we when we talked about the Black Lives Matter to just to listen to to the like frustration that's there, mm-hmm. but also making the gospel front and center. Hey, listen, like your hope is not. In the preservation of a traditional America, it's right. just not, right. and it's not going to happen either. Like, it, it, yeah, and every I would, kingdom's falling, right, man. Right, <laughs> and I would be someone who opposes Christian nationalism, but not patriotism. So right. I would make that distinction. But to someone um, who is a Christian nationalist, um, my my response would you know would be when they see the erosion of the moral fabric of our country. Um, my response would be like, I, f- I feel that with you. Yes. Like, like my heart aches that, that our culture is, is vastly and quickly going away from a, a biblical view of gender and a biblical view of the value of life. Like my heart aches with that. But I would just say from a posture of theology, I'm, I expect this. I expect right. this from a world that does not value yeah. the word of Christ. And so my hope is not that I can get the right people in office, but rather my hope is in the kingdom that my first allegiance is to. See, the, the people look at the the fruit and they're like, "We have to get this fruit back." And they a long time ago, the the roots have been rotted. Right. Right. This yeah. this is this is just years of the of rotted roots. Right. And and I think sometimes we we're okay with a portrait that looks nice. Yeah. But but. I, so I think if like I remember people talking about man like they exalt this time with the 40s and the 50s and stuff like that where people everyone was moral and whatnot but I'm like no there there were there a lot no of more. times it's by people that weren't living in the 40s and 50s too it's like <laughs> I think if you were back there right. you would see it was probably worse than well, you think well I th- I think I think there is what is because people sinned differently um, and maybe not as openly you right. can't that that God's not more pleased with that right right and so I yeah I, I agree I think uh, theologically there's a we have to understand like you've always lived as a religious minority and you, and when you see lostness manifesting attack it with the gospel right not not, not with anything else right that's good absolutely all right i think do you all have anything else you all want to add to anything you have any questions that i didn't bring Gosh, up we could talk for days on this i mean it's a deep yeah, topic it, it is. really is um, that's such a fun topic racism and nationalism um are is <laughs> yeah makes makes heather sweat and yeah. her anxiety go through the roof but it, but i think it is I, you know i would just end um, on this thought because we could talk all day but at the end of the day, talking is is good, and the Christian should not be afraid of conversations, and and that that does not mean um, comments on Facebook either. So I'm, I'm talking good. real conversation, really listening to people, yeah. and it's okay if you disagree. Yeah. But it but it's um, 
it's something that I think if you get down to the core, you'll agree. If it's Christian talking to Christian, you'll agree on the most important issues. Mm-hmm. And if you agree, if you disagree on how those things ought to be sought after, then that's okay. It's nothing to break fellowship over or part ways over. Um, so, I, you know, I think you do all things with charity. You do th- do all things in love. And um, and you stand up for what's right in the way that you see is best. Um, but I but I would also stress, you know, we need to put our hope in Jesus above everything else. Yeah. And we can put some hope in some other things and be hopeful for for policies and justices and um, presidents and different things. But I think we need to be most hopeful in in the finished work of Jesus. Yeah. That's good. All I have to add is uh, I'm ready to get some eat because my stomach is. <laughs> some some of y'all are. See, I was getting ready to be serious and. Read a passage of scripture. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, 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 wait. I can go back. Hold on. So uh, with that thought, Pastor Will, um, I would just, uh, you know, while you all were answering some questions earlier, the um, the scripture in uh, James chapter one, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, and, you know, and that's something that we all as Christians need to take into consideration right now. Pray for our leaders uh, in government, local nationally you know all that yeah so anybody else have any other thoughts man i'd like to get something to eat because my stomach is empty oh man we rewinded it back it's fine he edited it out he yeah. edited it yeah he did it no i think all with right. that we should probably end the show so why don't you yeah uh, well here why don't you here play it. us here out here it. It. Here it comes. thanks for listening to this episode of front porch theology podcast <laughs>